When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal going on right now. You throw down $5 or you throw down a dollar on any NFL game. If either team scores, you get $100 in free plays. A team's going to score, so hop on there. Speaking of scoring, we've got U of A team captain, touchdown leader, trainer, pretty much everything. Good buddy of mine, Mr. Kelvin Efon, joining for the first time. What's, what's up, Kelvin? How you doing, my man? Oh, man, good, good, good. What's going on with you, Mike? Congratulations on your new podcast, brother. Appreciate you, bro. All right. Now, first and foremost, let's talk a little Kelvin Efon. I know you're training, you're working with the kids. What's going on right now for Kelvin Efon? Oh, man, again, uh, you know, getting back into, uh, you know, kind of took a little bit of a break, but, you know, been training a few people, but, you know, looking to get more clients in now, uh, you know, training football players, basketball players, on the mental and on their skill development. So, you know, it's something that I really enjoy uh, giving back. So, hey, hit me up if, if you guys got some kids that need to get some work. Okay, how can they get in contact with you? Uh, you, you can just, you can give me a call, uh, uh, 520-312-2679. Or, you know, my, uh, uh, you know, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. So, hey, I'm around. You can also hit me up and I can put you in touch then as well. So, all right, Kelvin. Um, I want to talk a little bit of football, but we're starting with basketball. You came here as a basketball player, so it only makes sense. Um, this game against Illinois, well, first and foremost, you watch a lot of college basketball. You're a student of the game. When you look around the landscape of college basketball right now, where would Kelvin Efon rank the Arizona Wildcats? You know, honestly, I think that they could be anywhere from two to five, but right now I got them five. Uh, just because I feel like that um, I want to continue to give them that motivation. They seem like a hungry group. And as long as they got something to continue to to, to look forward to, it just seems like they're going to stay on task. You know, right now I got Baylor, Duke, UCLA, and Alabama ahead. But Arizona is right there with Kansas and Gonzaga, you know, right behind them. You know, let me ask you this. And before we get into kind of what, what you're seeing, if you from an opposing – because we're going to talk a lot of positives, obviously – but if you were an opposing coach, let's say Coach Efon is at Baylor. I know that you know somebody that you know played at Baylor, and you know you might you might have followed the program. What would you would because a lot of people ask me, how would you attack Arizona? Because they seem to check off so many boxes. What would Coach Efon do? 
Well, I, I think, you know, first thing first is I think you have to get back on defense. The way that they rebound and, and get out on the break, you have to get at least three guys back on defense. I still would crash the boards with my four and my five uh, to see if we can get some loose rebounds or something like that. But you have to get three guys back and get level. I really think a triangle in two. I think you um, you denied Matherin. Yeah. I, I would uh, take Matherin away. And uh, I would uh, take away uh, Kerr's three-point attempts. I think he kind of gets the team going if he knocks down a couple. So I, I, I would try to limit those guys on a shot. And I like Dylan, uh, Dalen Terry a lot, but I would play off of him and try to make him beat me. Right. Yeah, you mentioned Ben Matherin. This is the best. You know, a lot of people have been, uh, oh, by the way, got comments coming in. Scott Schlittenhart, Kelvin rocking the cactus hat. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Only way to rock it. Um, ben Mather and Kelvin is, you know, a lot of people are talking about Coloco. A lot of people are talking about Tabellis. They're doing really well. But make no mistake, the best player on this team by a good margin is Ben Matherin. Easy, easy. I think uh, with that, he kind of had a slow start. Uh, in the first couple games, uh, trying to fill out. But even in a slow start, remember, he was getting to the bucket. He missed mm-hmm. a couple easy layups in the first couple games that now he don't miss. Um, he missed a couple threes in the first couple games that now he's not missing. Um, I just think at first it just uh, it took him some time to adjust to the the, uh, the free flow, the freestyle of play and everybody else being so aggressive and the offense not built being built around him, you know, kind of like in the past of Sean Miller type offenses. Yeah, and what's exciting, too, about him is that he's got so much more of a free reign. Like, those threes that he was hitting against Illinois, those were NBA plays there where you're either coming off a curl or you're getting the ball and you're sizing up a dude who's 6'4 in front of you and saying, you know what, I can just rise up right here and you can't stop it. What you saw... What you saw on Saturday was an expose for NBA scouts right there, and this is a guy that will be in the league next year. Yeah, he showed. I mean, he he showed that three and D that they all talk about, but he also mm-hmm. showed a little bit more. He showed uh, ability to get to the rim. He showed the backdoor, uh, backdoor lob ability. He he also showed that he can get to the offensive glass and score. And I just felt like defensively, man, I felt like he had a toughness about him, and he's been showing a toughness about him. In a, in a, and and he didn't back down from any guy in Illinois. Illinois has some tough characters out there. Has some tough players. And when I tell you, he didn't back down from anyone, not even the ref. He was letting the refs even know, uh, um, you know that you know how he felt and what was going on. And then another thing, did you see that stop he had, man? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when he got the five second call, to me, that was one of the biggest plays of the game. You know what I loved about that, too, is a lot of times when you get guys like this and, you know, coming in, I mean, you came in with a class where you had, you know, some quieter guys, a Michael Dickerson, who, you know, we've kind of compared him to a little bit. A lot of times guys don't really find their voice. They're just really good. And I think that was one of the times where you saw Ben find his voice, because first of all, it was more like eight seconds. It wasn't five. And you could hear him saying to the official, ain't that five? Ain't that five? I love seeing stuff like that because you're not showing anybody up, but you're also saying, hey, bro, come on, let's play right here. Yeah, he he, he showed another feisty side, a warrior side, I'll say. You know, those kids, you know, we talk a lot about the European, but we forget that those kids are from the continent of Africa. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, man, let's let's get them credit. I mean, Balo and, 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 and Matherin and uh, Coloco. Coloco. 
I mean, those guys are battling and, and they're fighting as well. So I think we say European. Sometimes we forget that Africa is a different continent. But the European and the African kids, along with our American kids, man, we have a you know a, a, you know a nations you know basketball team here. But the, these guys are battling, man, and they're showing a fight and a togetherness that's just beautiful to watch. Now, what would you say then? Like you watch this team right now, and the one thing that I think, first of all, Illinois. That was a game where I don't care that Illinois is not ranked. That doesn't mean anything to me because I know what a top 15 team looks like. That's a top 15 team at the end of the season, Kelvin, because they check off pretty much every single box. Coburn is a monster down low. He's kind of your, he's the guy that's almost just too big for college. And then you've got guys like Frazier, you've got Alfonso Plummer. This is a team that'll be a top 15 team at the end of the season. I wanted to though, talk to you a little bit about Coloco and defensively first and foremost your coach why is the offensive player still in this day and age allowed to always lower the shoulder into the big man and then when the big man comes down to block the shot the big man that's coming down to block the shot gets called for the foul when he's not the one that initiates the contact well i i think when you're dealing with a big guy uh, like Kofi, uh, I think that he's just that big. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I really believe that. I mean, when you got a guy that's basically 280 pounds and he turns, I mean, he's going to bump into people and he's going to knock them around a little bit. And I'm glad that the referee, he ended up with no fouls. Right. And I'm glad that the referees let those guys play because I think it would have been a detriment to both of those guys that the referee would have caught a bunch of fouls. Yes, right. the local did you know, come over the top a couple times or whatnot, but I thought he still showed tremendous fight. I thought he he played him one-on-one. He didn't back down an inch. He got knocked around a little bit, but he showed fight. And and, and we all know that he's still developing as far as sprint and, 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 and getting weight on him, getting weight on him. But I thought that he battled him to a T. And he was one of the reasons why I thought Kofi was a little worn out and wasn't able to finish around the rim. He was only five for fifteen. Right. So exactly. You know, he had a good day, 13 for 13, but he didn't he wasn't able to dominate the way he thought and especially being that Coloco was matched up with him one on one most of the time trying to prevent the shooters from knocking down a bunch of threes. The great thing here on the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings is we get all the best people on here and uh highlighted by the captain right here Kelvin Efon. Again, here's the deal. You throw down $1 on an NFL game, new customers only, you get $100 in free plays if either team scores. You know what? There's a lot of guys out there that have some good college stats. Maybe not Kelvin Efon type college stats, but college stats nonetheless. And so somebody's going to score. And here's the deal. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. This deal goes for Arizona only, 21 and up. Eligibility restrictions do apply. DraftKings Sportsbook, code word PHNX. Give it a look right there. It worked for me. It can work for you. All right, let's, let's stay on Coloco there for a minute because – Going into the season, I thought he was kind of the great equalizer in this in one realm that look back to like look back to 2001 when when Arizona went to Duke. Were you still playing? Were you still playing football overseas or were you back by then? Uh, I think I just got back. Okay, Lauren Woods wasn't the best player on the team. That was probably Gilbert or, you know, you can go in a lot of different directions. But Lauren Woods, I always felt was the most impactful because he gave you the most margin for error on the back end with the blocking the shots. Christian Coloco is kind of that guy to me here. And you saw that against Kofi. Like you said, he was 5 of 15 
And the reason why is because Coloco's length is a major issue. And with Tommy Lloyd's system, he can expand out there, Kelvin, and he can take some chances. When Coloco's not in there, it it definitely shows. And Ballo's good, don't get me wrong, but he's not the quite and quite the rim protector that Coloco is. I, you know, I don't. I, you know, I will. You know, defend him a little bit there. I think with more time, more. Men- You'll see. I mean, I thought that was a great block. He came over and uh, mm-hmm. he blocked up a, a shot in the game on on one of the guys when he came over backside and got off his feet pretty quick and, and got a nice block there. But you know, I I think with his size, he brings something else to the game. So yeah, uh, he's a great bag up right now for Coloco. But again, Coloco is just his length and changing shots. And he had Kofi worried all night about him getting it. And you know, as the game went on, he ended up getting a couple. But at the beginning of the game. Kofi missed a lot of easy buddies right at the bucket because Coloco's length had him, you know, bothered him. Kirk Kreese, Kirk Kreese is an interesting guy because he didn't play well in the first half. But you know this more than anybody, Kelvin. Some guys are gamers. And in that second half with about 10, 12 minutes left, when things started to stagnate a little bit, he was the dude that wanted the ball. He wanted those shots, and I know he missed the last free throw, but I had no doubt that he was going to make that first free throw and turn it into a four-point game right there at the end. And that's something, and you coach. I mean, you and you, so that's something that I've always felt that's one of the few things that you either have or you don't have, and it's hard for a coach who can instill confidence in you, but at the end of the day, you still got to go out there and do it. Yeah, you know what? I thought he did a great job because I thought they was trying to heat him up early. Uh, they were doing a great job of defending him. And I thought instead of him kind of being his old self where he was, you know, looking to take a lot of shots, I thought he was trying to, you know, work the ball around and and, and use his other players. I thought in the first half he really wasn't looking for his offense. He didn't take the usual four or five threes that he usually takes in the first half. So, you know, I kind of commend him on that because I think in this game, I don't know if that would have been smart going against – uh, the defender, yo, know, that he was going against. I mean, I right. mean that that kid was, you know, uh, tough and been a tough defender for five years up at Illinois. But uh, I, I thought he turned it on in the second half. They started uh, trying to stop Tabellas. They started trying to uh, load their defense up on Ben Matherin uh, after Ben had had such a great first half. And I thought he did a good job of saying, "Oh, y'all forgot about me." And <laughs> instead of him just looking for his threes. He started going to the floater. I haven't saw that. I thought they overplayed right. his threes, and he went to the uh, – he penetrated and got a couple floaters. I mean, that was huge right there because now it's forcing the big man to come and play. He also penetrated and got a couple pull-ups because Kofi was playing so far back it, that that spot was open. So I, I think you probably have to take your hats off to the Gardners and the Coach Lloyds and, and, and the coaches on the bench because that was the second-half adjustment to kind of tell him, hey, we need you to turn up a little bit right here because, you know, it seemed to be that uh, they defense was kind of handling them a little bit and being physical with them in the first half. You always, when you have guys who are shooters and a lot of people are wondering like, you know, why isn't he shooting a better percentage? The reason that Lloyd's letting him shoot the way that he is, is because Lloyd knows that that's going to come around. He sees him in practice. He sees the confidence. So, just because somebody out there says, man, he's going five of 13 each game. Lloyd sees it's something different and he knows that that's going to hit there at some point. And, and the guy knows what he's doing. And you saw that in the second half right there, where he came down two straight threes. You said, then he got the floater. And then he even had one where he attacked the basket and got fouled that I didn't even know he quite had. He's got sneaky explosion there in certain situations there, Kelvin. 
Yeah, again, he's not afraid. He comes from a country where he was the best player and, and they leaned on him and they really believed in him. And he got that. He has that swagger. I mean, he really believes in, in, in his game. But again, to me, for him to temper it and wait for that perfect time to let it go. I thought that was, you know, uh, you know, a part of the key to the game because he could have shot us out of this one, you know. Uh, right. For sure. Uh, but, no doubt. Yeah, he was just being smart. And I think, again, I think. Terry not being really a shooter, aggressive to get shots. I think uh, Tubelas being more of an inside player now, looking for a lot of scores, 15 foot to the bucket, Coloco. It's only two guys out there really looking to shoot, and you have to have guys spacing the court. So it's okay for uh, uh, um, for Kerr to take those shots because it ha you have to open up the court. If you don't, with Terry kind of being a non-shooter, you yeah. could have – guys really dropping in low to really double team and and try to uh, uh, crowd up that lane to slow down to Bellis and Coloco. I don't think there's too much they can do with Matherin. <laughs> right, no, for sure. You know what's funny, too, is you could tell that early on, and basically early on, I mean from the tip, Lloyd thought he had an advantage with Tabellis. When you go to a big when you go to a big man, especially three straight times to start a game, you're not only trying to set a scene, you're also looking to, you're also saying that, I'm going to put some confidence in you right now because he was kind of the unique matchup there. Matherin's the best player, but Illinois really didn't have anybody because he's a little too he's a little too quick for Coburn. He's a little too big for the other big guy, and I think you saw that throughout the game that this was something that they were going to try to take advantage of. Yeah, um, again, their their bigs got in foul trouble. Uh, their starter, I think, that really hurt their team because he was a stretch four. He's a guy to make threes and usually uh, has some intangibles, but he got in foul trouble because again, Coach Lloyd and them did a great job using Tabellas to attack him and get him in foul trouble and get him out of there. I thought that was one of the one of the deficiencies of Illinois is not having a true big that could two bigs that could end up uh, uh, playing at the same time to be able to uh, slow down Arizona's two bigs. Uh, with Kofi being uh, stuck on uh, Coloco all day, it gave Tabellis a chance to have a great game, and I think he ended up with like 17 points and eight big rebounds. All right. I want to switch over to – well, what do you – by the way, before we get into conference play, I wanted to switch over to football real quick before we let you go. What are you you – you got UCLA and USC coming up here. And UCLA is, we all know how good they are. You got USC who's hitting the top 10. I don't know that they're quite that good. They could be. They haven't really played anybody yet. What do you look for out of that LA trip coming up here, Kelvin? Man, it's going to be tough, man. I think UCLA is probably, you know, we got Tennessee, and that's going to be tough there as well. But to mm -hmm. me, UCLA is the game that that I get a little afraid in because they have all the parts, man, to uh, with the little point guard. That and they got dogs. They got proven guys in hockey. Real dogs that have played in big games and they're not going to shy. Their coach is not going to shy away from it. Um, I mean, the just the intangible from the guys. I mean, uh, uh, who is that? Hockey? Hockey? Hockey, yeah. Hockey. 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 We probably have to go small ball, man, honestly. Uh, to be able, and then that'll be to their advantage because he's a tough, you know, power forward that can post you up as well. But I just feel like their length and just their toughness is, it, it, and the way they slow the ball down as well on offense and execute is going to slow us down uh, offensively uh, from getting into the breaks. They're going to try to limit the possessions. And then just the defense that they can play, you know, and get physical with us, I, I just think that that's going to be a tough one. But uh, uh, that that that's going to be the toughest road trip of the year, and if Arizona can get through that, man, wow! 
Right. All right. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. New customers only throw down $1 on an NFL game. If either team scores, you get 100 bucks. It's that simple. Then you can go from there. Uh, I utilize it. I've made some money. I know a lot of people that have. So go ahead and give that a shot. All right, Kelvin, before, uh, before I let you go, I wanted to switch over to football real quick. We got signing day coming up. I wanted to ask you about, and I know the answer to this, but talk to me a little bit about your signing day, though, and just all the emotions that are going through these young men's head when they're, and obviously you started with basketball, but the emotions going through these young men's head as they're getting ready to sign and go off to college. You there? Hey, Kelvin, can you hear me? Kelvin, can you hear me? Hey, can you hear me, Kelvin? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, can you? Hey, Rob. Ooh. All right, we're gonna we're gonna see if we can uh, we're gonna see if we can reconnect with Kelvin right there. It was uh, it was interesting. Um, let's see. So one thing that is it fascinating. One thing that is interesting, and I'm gonna hit him up real quick. I wanted to talk to Kelvin a little bit about was just kind of what exactly his signing day experience was because he came here for a, he came here for basketball. So, you know, and it's a little bit of a different situation. I know he signed at his high school. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of sometimes kids sign at their high school. Sometimes kids sign in college. All right, there we go. Yes, sir. All right. We got my guy back. What up rock? I'm back. I'm back. Yes, sir. Cool. Yeah, talk to me. All right, Kelvin, talk to me about your signing day experience, though, and just all the emotions that went through your head and were going through some of these kids' heads. Man, it was it was an amazing time for me, man. I I ended up uh, committing um, early to Arizona, man. I got it out the way. I was getting recruited for football and basketball, Notre Dame, Michigan, you know, uh, uh, you know, Wake Forest with Coach Odom. I mean, just mm -hmm. everybody recruited me. Nolan everybody. Richardson. Nolan Richardson, I mean, you know, Baylor, just I'm just getting recruited by everybody. Michigan for football, Miami for football and basketball. It was it was just crazy. And just an emotional time, man, because, you know, I'm in my high school. I did it at my high school. I had my signing at my high school and had all my friends there and my grandparents, brothers. And it, it was just amazing, man, to just to be able to be uh, uh, inspiration to the rest of the kids in my school and in my neighborhood to show them that, you know, if, if they handled their business, uh, played well, hit the books, they can, you know, got that SAT score, they can get off and go to college as well. What would you say to the kids, though, that are now hitting, going to be hitting campus, and you know what, it's a little bit of a shock. They're going to be seeing things for the first time they've never seen. What would the captain tell a lot of these kids that, you know, are about to embark on something that they've never seen before? First thing first, I'll tell them, make sure you get you a mentor, um, you know, um, that been through it. You know, find you a former player, uh, find, you know, somebody on campus. A lot of times they have former players on campus, but, you know, go try to find some mentors. Uh, make sure you get in study groups. Make sure you take advantage of your study halls. Get to know all your professors. Um, you know, take school serious, man. Get your education. I mean, yeah, I, you're, you're a student, you're, you're an athlete, but you're a student first, man. Make sure you get your education and get your education in something that can help you when you're done. Um, athletically, man, uh, Get in there, man, and, 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 and remember what you did in high school to get you there is important uh, because it was something that you did that they liked. But go there with an open mind, man, and be ready to work your butt off uh, to put yourself in a, in a situation to have a great career and possibly have a chance to play in the NFL.
All right, Kelvin, for, uh, first of all, incredibly appreciative of your time. Um, let the people out there again know how they can get in contact with you for training, all that good stuff. Yeah, again, you can reach me on Facebook, a Messenger, or you can hit my number, uh, 520-312-2679. Um, you know, uh, always, you know, open to train kids, uh, basketball, football, uh, mental training, and, and skill development. So, you know, really enjoy it, and, you know, it's my passion. He's the captain. Kelvin Efon. can't thank you enough. And also follow him on K-Rock Desert Storm right there. Another good way to get a hold of him. For, for the captain, Kelvin Efon. I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Oh,